Nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome to this episode of How We Saw It. This week, we discuss discussions in our futures. So sit back and join in on our conversation. As always, I am Mike, and with me is the Andre to my Wallace, the Holden to my Buffy, Aaron. What's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and of course we hope that you do, please leave us a review, and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info there. And if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. <laughs> Some of our listeners might be thinking, wow, Michael with the NPR-level knowledge of art movies. Nope, I only know of Dinner with Andre from the parody episode, Community episode, Community did. <laughs> And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? Been two weeks. Are you sane or insane? Oh, you know, I'm, I like stick towards the middle like usual, I guess. Uh, I'm still playing a shit ton of Judgment. Um, hmm. God, I love that game so far. Like, I, I, I really liked Yakuza 0, but I got tired of it a little bit about halfway through uh this one i don't know it's just it's it's kind of fun like combat is easy and it's easy to kind of like it's really really easy to roam around on the streets and do everything but the main story which <laughs> for which for me is what i buy the game for you know like right. you know when i was playing red dead 2 which i haven't gotten back into yet like like you were like, oh, did you get to this part yet? I'm like, oh, what chapter is it? And you you were like, I don't know, six or seven. I'm still on three, but I've got like 40 hours in or something, you know? Because <laughs> all I do is just run around and do everything but what they want me to do. Um, but aside from that, we uh, we watched Avengers Endgame last night in 4K. Mm -hmm. And it was absolutely gorgeous to watch like it was almost like watching a, an entirely different movie than what i saw in the theater and mm. i think i think that this is the movie that m may have ruined the theater experience for me <laughs> um because when we were watching it last night they, there's like if i'm spoiling this for you like how like there's a scene towards the end where thanos puts the fucking gauntlet back on and the stones, uh, they send like color up his arms as it's kind of coursing through him. That scene in 4K was so drastically different than the scene in the fucking theater. Like, it, it, I, I didn't even remember watching it almost. <laughs> like, I was like, those colors are so vibrant and there's all this stuff going on. Like, even like you're supposed to be focusing on him, but there's still all of this shit going on in the background. Like that you just like, oh, God, I never would have seen any of that in the theater. And I didn't see any of that in the theater. So <laughs> so I feel like watching this in 4K may have ruined the theater experience a bit for me. Like, I feel like maybe the theater experience is where I test the movie out to see if I really want to, like, own it in six months. <laughs> <laughs> like, how do you feel about it? Well, I'm not a fan of the movie theater, as is. So if there's a way to experience it better at home, 
I would be totally for that. You're all for it, right? Yeah. I just don't like movie theaters. It's I, I'm not I, a community experience type person yeah. other than wrestling events or music right. shows. Like I love going to the movies. I, I like I've always loved going to the movies. It's it like uh, ever since I was like a little kid, it's always kind of been like one of my favorite things to do. But <laughs> there's no way that you can justify to me like, and I'm talking about like in bigger theaters, like the one I go to is like the, the highest price ticket is like eight bucks, I think, or something right. like that. But if I'm going to like see something major, I go to a, I go to a bigger chain because it's the seating's better and all that other shit. Hmm. Um, but you're going to pay like, you know, what, 15 bucks sometimes for the ticket. I don't even know. They're fucking expensive, like ridiculously expensive. And if you're going to charge me that much, for going to see the movie and that's before i buy anything else like then you you damn well better give me somewhere similar to what i'm gonna get in six months at home <laughs> and and what i saw last night was that the theater can't match that mm. like it, it, it kind of stung a little bit i was like oh god like this movie is so much more like the um, you felt so much more of the emotion because you could see more of the movie, I guess, mm. if that makes sense. Um, but after that tangent, I guess I got to do my Pluto plug. Um, and I don't even want to say this is a Pluto plug. I think this is a Pluto suggestion. Uh -huh. I think that they need to add a channel that's just nothing but stuff to fall asleep to. <laughs> like that 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 like weird you know kind of nature video trancy music stuff that they have and like and then i don't know like an an episode of something like you know an episode of unsolved mysteries and then like you know uh just music for a block like an hour of just music and then you know i don't just stuff that anybody could fall asleep to that way it if you go to bed and you're like me and you have to have the tv on while you're sleeping you would have a channel that you you could know that you could go to and there would be shit on that would be easy to fall asleep to because otherwise you got to spend five minutes trying to like scrolling through to try and figure out, you know, what you could fall asleep to what show yeah. you're not, what show you're not going to watch. Basically. That's a hard thing to do too, because you, you'd scroll to that channel or show to watch to fall asleep to. It has to be boring enough. For you fall asleep, but not too boring that you can't pay attention in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a, it's a bad dichotomy. It's know? hard. It's really tough. Which, like, for us, it's always the Unsolved Mysteries channel. But the other night, Jen was like, God, we fucking fall asleep to this channel, like, every night. And I mean, like, every night since I got that goddamn fire stick, which was probably, like, four fucking episodes ago. Um, so, like, a month or so, at least. Um, that's all we were falling asleep to. Like, we try and do movie cha movie stuff, but it's like, you like the first movie, but then you don't like the second movie. And like, I don't know why I feel the need to fall asleep, to sleep through something I enjoy. Uh, but I'm like, I'm not sleeping through this fucking movie. Like, I hate this movie. Like, it's not even good enough to not watch, basically. Maybe if the murderer is coming in your bedroom to kill you, you don't want him, his last opinion of you to be, he watched, he was watching a CEO man. Right, oh. exactly. Like, oh, they came up and he was like, "Ugh, hostile! Get out of here!" I'm glad I'm killing you. You know, that's that's not what you want. That's what kept me sane. If it, I don't even know if it sounded like that towards the end, but uh, <laughs> what kept you sane? So I've been hyped about the 
No Man's Sky news about the new patch and everything. So I went and got it at a fairly cheap price, and I'm blown away with how much they've done to it. Like, I agree no company should have got a gets a pass for releasing a game in an unfinished state, but in a way, that's kind of the nature of the business now. Like, on Steam, you're paying for early access to games that are barely working. Yeah. You know, it's just, it seems to be, if you're not paying for an unfinished game, then you're paying for micro microtransactions, so... Yeah, exactly. Like, like I know for like you know, I don't play on PC. I play on Xbox One usually. Um, like, if if I buy a game and I come home and there's already like a three or four gig update for the game, then then you've sold me an unfinished product. Like, I shouldn't have to install it, which takes like an hour sometimes, and then have to wait like another hour for some big ass patch. Like, you that's should have awesome. planned that through originally. That's the nature of the business now. You know, or yeah, has to be. But in the case of No Man's Sky, the dude had a vision for the game, and he couldn't follow through initially. And now he's had two years, and he's created a game that he's he's proud of, and it's fun. Right. I mean, still, if, you, if anyone listening played the when it first came out and got tired of it quickly, that gameplay loop is still there. But now it's much more fleshed out, much more to do, and. Uh, find and discover it. Right. The ideal is much more realized. Yeah, I mean, simply, it is an exploration game where you're just going planet to planet to get enough gas to get to the next one, but now there's so much more lore, there's so much more stuff to build, so much more technology. Right. It's definitely a very fun game now. Like, uh, when it first came out, you and I jumped on it early. I bought it opening that, day. Yeah, you I bought it opening that. day. I never and I think that. I think I got it like a week later or something like that because you had told me how much you were enjoying it, and I was like, "Well, I guess you know, the hate is you know the hate is just you know internet hate like usual." And I didn't dislike the game when I first got it. I got tired of it because, like you said, it wasn't completely fleshed out, and there was a whole lot of nothing to do in some instances. Hmm. Um, but I since I've seen that he they've been updating the game and adding stuff to it, like I've been much more interested to reinstall it and and go from there. Yeah, I totally have more playtime in the week I got it than I did the entire month I had it before. <laughs> so. Wow! And it's such a relaxing game. At least the sections of it that I played were like the you know that kind of like atmospheric music and like. Like these vast landscapes and weird animals kind of strolling by. Hmm. And then you get up there and something tries to kill you. So, you know, it's it's a little bit for everybody. But on to my on to my on to my real my real I have a question. So uh in Nightmare on Elm Street Part Three. The Dream Warriors? Dream Warriors. Yeah. That's yeah, my yeah, opinion. Doc. It is, absolutely. Uh they introduced Kristen. A girl that can bring people into her dreams uh, when when they're both sleeping, mm-hmm. obviously. Uh, th- now she was also in part four, and then and then they killed her. Uh, mm-hmm. Anybody that I'm spoiling that for, how? Um, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that they should make a Nightmare on Elm Street, and I'm using air quotes here, sequel? So it wouldn't be called Nightmare on Elm Street, okay? Okay. Where there is a person. They could be, let's say, somebody in their early 20s, maybe somebody in their late teens, uh, that is, in essence, 
a serial killer with the same power as Kristen that mm. can bring people into their dreams. And what they do is they bring people into their dreams and the way they kill them is by leaving them there for Freddy to get. Because Freddy's not quite as powerful as he used to be. You could say that I'm maybe ripping a little bit on Quentin Tarantino's idea about the Nightmare on Elm Street movie that he would do. Um, where Freddy is kind of a joke now and people go in on purpose and kick his ass and then he accidentally kills one person and starts building power up <laughs> over time. Um, which I actually think is a really, really good idea. Um, so, 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 so barring me ripping that little bit off, um, this person would bring people into their dreams, leave them for Freddie. Freddie would kill them, but he wouldn't be getting the credit for it. Right. So his name isn't going anywhere because he's not coming into people's dreams. Someone is bringing him in, bringing people in and no one knows it's Freddie. Mm -hmm. So now th my idea, though, is that at the very end of the movie. They would reveal Freddie at no point in time before the final, say, 30 seconds of the movie. Do you realize that what this person is doing is giving them to Freddy Krueger? Right, so you didn't realize it was a nightmare before. Exactly, which is why I said like there would be no nightmare in the title or anything like that. Like it would be a, it would be in essence a a, a, a kickstart to Freddy again. I like that idea. Right, it's not bad. Yeah, I would make it like do what they did with Halloween too, and make it like a sequel to two. You know, so one and two existed. Oh, that's a good idea. Then you could reintroduce Christine with the yeah, the that's Warrior right. In the next one, ah, I like that. That was definitely the best way to handle Freddy is to have someone with other powers because obviously you're in a universe where supernatural powers exist. Right. So to go in that line, and then like you said, four was so horrible because they killed her off. Right. Which I, I watched it again recently because Shudder got the whole Nightmare series. Mm -hmm. um, so I watched like, I, I don't really ever watch two. I've seen one so many times that I don't need to watch it all that often. Mm -hmm. But I will always watch like three through six. Yeah. Um, and I, so I watched four because I had just recently watched three. And uh, I feel like, I thought it stunk that they didn't bring back Patricia Arquette for 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 Kristen, mm -hmm. but I guess it was for like money reasons. I don't I don't remember. I think I remember seeing that in like a documentary or something. I I feel really bad because um the the girl that played Kristen in the fourth one, I believe her name was Tuesday Night. Mm. Um, she really wasn't that bad. Like I feel like if she had been Kristen originally, it would have been fine. Right. For the series, for me, like you have the first three movies, and they stand on their own, and they create that universe, and then kind of got silly afterwards. Yeah, he got he got goofy in the same way that like the Joker got goofy in Batman. Because I think three has the perfect blend because Goofy Freddy's fun, but the teenagers aren't, and their right. plots are bad. Whereas number in the first one, he wasn't fun; he was scary, so it was all horror. Yeah. So I think three had the perfect mix of humor and horror. Because you had teens you actually cared about in that movie. Right. Getting off. 
sometimes one is hard to watch because he's so mean in that one. You're like, hey, man, crack a fucking joke, would you? Like, (laughs) like, oh, this is God here. Like, what the fuck? That's not funny. Can't there be like a weird Three Stooges noise behind it? Like, whoop, 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 or some (laughs) shit like that? Like, that's not fun, Freddy. That's why I decided this year for the boy um, for Halloween, you know how I always do like, a new movie for him every year for Halloween. Um, I decided I'm going to make a big deal out of this one because it's going to be like, he's going to be 12 and then I'm going to make a big deal out of the 13 one too, obviously. So I'm just looking for an excuse to make big deals out of this. Really? Um, We're going to watch the nightmare series this year and I'm going to have to try and explain to him. Like, look, the first one is fucking scary. Like the first one's still like, if I'm in, depending on the mood I'm in, like the first one still creeps me out sometimes like when he like what like he's so maniacal and just dark and just evil in 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 the first one and then i'm gonna have to explain to him that in the third one like he's you know he's still pretty awful but uh there's a little bit of humor in there like it's kind of tongue-in-cheek uh and then i'm gonna have to try and explain to him again that once we get to the fourth one it's just cornball shit from here on out like it's just like goofy deaths and and puns it's a weird series to think of like where it started and then where it kind of ended although i do think they brought it back to form a little bit with new nightmare you see son like you like pokemon right well you know how they evolved those creatures well the cash cow final evolution (laughs) is the dead horse yes and you must beat the dead horse until the. And you know what beats the dead horse? Everything beats <laughs> the dead horse. <laughs> and then number two, I think if anyone is on the fence about number two and how good or bad it was, go watch Good Bad Flicks on YouTube's dissection of it, and you'll yeah. have a new appreciation for it. I don't. I don't hate it. I was talking about it with somebody a couple of weeks back. And uh, I, I, I came to the revelation that I enjoy the movie from the pool party forward. Mm. So say like the last 30 minutes of the movie, maybe, or 25. I don't know. Like if you got rid of everything prior to that, which I thought was kind of goofy, <laughs> everything from the pool party forward, I thought was pretty horror movie wise was pretty fun. Mm. I like the idea. I thought the idea of two was really cool. That like Freddy was possessing a real person and kind of becoming him. Like I thought that was a really interesting idea. It was as a movie though, it's just I don't know. It's it's just kind of mismatched. And if you're a right winger, there is a gay agenda to it. <laughs> so enjoy it and get pissed oh, off. Oh yeah. You little yeah. snowflake. <laughs> Drink it right up. <laughs> It does. It does have the best Freddy line, though. Oh, That's the movie where he says that you've got the body and I've got the brains, mm. and he pulls the top of his head off like that. I mean, that's that's fucking great. Maybe I do need to sit back down with part two and try and watch it again. How many movies do you get where a bird fucking explodes above like the fucking dinner table, and the father blames it on the thermostat? <laughs> fucking thermostat. Right. Fucking thermostat. So that was our half an episode on Nightmare on Elm Street, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
sounds like a new topic. I think it's going to be. <laughs> to the whole series. So we have the final Friday the 13th. We have Halloween. Yep. Some of them are going to have to break into multiple bits, I think. We didn't do John Carpenter yet, did we? No, we didn't. I was uh, I was saving him for another part of the horror Mount Rushmore. Right. So, Which I I feel like we've I feel like maybe we've got something to tell the people that we haven't told anybody yet. Well, unless some people like are better with numbers than we are. Uh, this is episode fifty. What? What? Give me the air horns and the <laughs> whatever. <else. laughs> I fucking juggalo whoop whoop. <laughs> Give me a toilet flush if that's more your Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fifty fucking episodes. I was impressed when we got to like five. I don't think I've done anything for fifty times. I know, I know. Not that you enjoy doing. <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of procrastinators and quitters, so yeah, this is yeah. a big milestone. Like when, like I think on some of the the earlier episodes, I think I might have even said that this was the first time that we'd ever really gone through with anything we've said we were gonna do. Mm. Uh, and, and it's not a lie, everybody. Like I am staring at my computer screen right now, and I'm like, I can't believe it's been fifty fucking episodes. Like, <laughs> how did I find fifty things to talk about? I don't think we've repeated ourselves that much. Well, we did do that that religion redux episode, which was kind of like repeating ourselves, I guess. True. <laughs> Whatever, though. That's a big topic, and it needed to be hit twice. It's probably going to get hit a third time. <laughs> <laughs> this shit might become a yearly thing. Yeah. <laughs> I think what I want for this is I really want to get interviewing people. Okay. You know, have a segment where we interview people. You know, kind of maybe flesh our show out another half hour, make it an hour and a half instead of just an hour. Right. And we have these interviews. We could definitely start small, and I'd like to get big enough where we can interview semi-famous people. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, I'd love to interview some of these YouTubers I've mentioned. It'd be fun to do that. It just feels wrong to do it now. Oh, yeah. 70 some listens a week <laughs> they're like oh, right. 100 thousand subscribers oh like, yeah. your outreach isn't going to help me that much <laughs> right like it's that's that's a pebble in the ocean everybody but yeah i think it's a really really good idea uh and it's one that you had i don't know if we talked about it on the show but we definitely talked about it like amongst ourselves about doing interviews even from the beginning it was something that i know you had said you were really interested in doing um like one of my original ideas yeah it was absolutely it was definitely one of the first things that i remember you definitely talking about wanting to do um and i think it's a fantastic idea because you know i you, we may only get 70 listens a week but it's 70 people that we're going to be able to uh show topics and people that we find important you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying mm -hmm. i think it's you know any any eyes on it are good right it's just i enjoy listening to people that's why you do more of the talking on the show right i just enjoy listening to people 
more and I like asking questions. I want to become a better interviewer mm-hmm. and conversationalist in general. And I think approaching that through the podcast would be awesome. And like you said, no matter how small our audience is, it's still exposing people to things to things they might not think of or have heard of. Yeah. Like this has been like really good for, for I would assume like both of us as far as being more comfortable, like just conversationally. Um, I haven't gone back. Like I know when we talked about doing like episode 50 and we were thinking like, you know, like we should, you know, think of favorite moments we had of, you know, coming up to the 50 episodes, uh, you know, basically a clip show. Um, <laughs> and um I didn't go back to listen to the early, early stuff, but I imagine that it comparatively, it, it's got to sound sort of rough. Like I imagine we just sound completely unsure of ourselves. Mm. Now it's more of a, don't give a fuck. <laughs> right. Like I think, I think we, I think we definitely uh, enjoy it more now. Not that we didn't before, but. Serious thing you would like to see? us better ourselves at do you think um i i would weaknesses? i would like to say um less mm. <laughs> <laughs> i feel like it's probably the most commonly used word by me uh see just well, did it again it's it's i can't help it so now everybody's gonna notice it if you didn't already um <laughs> now i notice it i'll let it all out up to that point right and then forget it <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the inter- interview idea is is really cool, um, and I am definitely huge behind making that a, a thing that we do. I you had mentioned the idea of uh, doing we didn't set a time frame on it, but every now and then doing essentially like a deep dive episode, mm-hmm. um, it, taking one specific topic like a band or a movie franchise or something along that line and it just researching the shit out of it doing an episode on it the way we do episodes not not like you know you're watching fucking the history channel and shit like that like you know the the way that we present topics um and 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 doing something more along that line so i think it's a really good idea and uh I, I think that the first one, the first one I want to do, and it won't be for another another couple of weeks because I want to finish watching it. Is uh, I think our first, I think our first deep dive is going to be Hell on Wheels, because we are watching it now on Netflix, mm-hmm. and we have burned through three seasons in no time flat, and we had to stop last night. I was like, give give me at least one day's break on this before we dip into season four, because there's only five seasons and I was, and I'm really, really enjoying it. And I'm not ready to, in essence, say goodbye again mm-hmm. to the characters. So I, yeah, I want to take an, another week or so or two to watch it. And then, uh, and then I will start in on what will be our first deep dive episode, which will be hell on wheels. Interesting. Yeah. That'd be fun. That would be fun to talk about. The actors and yeah and, and the story behind it and what parts of it are based in reality because it is set in a you know a non-fiction era mm-hmm. so it'll be it'll be fun i would love to see us uh get back 
into like we've always been very positive mental health wise mm-hmm. and i always thought that that was like one of our best strengths and i would love to see us dip more into that yeah i, I really have a hard time with being negative about things too it's i try to avoid it because one of the things i hate is when someone you admire or something voices a deep disdain or dislike for something you mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could take constructive criticism of things, but I mean, I mean, I cracked earlier about Isidro, man. I'm sure there's a lot of people who like that movie, especially because it was Brandon Frazier. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but it's also one of those movies that you can kind of universally use as like, a, yeah, okay, we all know it's not great, you know? <laughs> So I mean, like someone I follow on Twitter just the other day called people who like the boys the psychopath. Really? A sociopath for like the boys. So they, the title of the article he linked to was um, the perfect show for people with superhero fatigue, which I have. And yeah. I enjoy it. And his comment was, if you, this is your answer to super, if you like this as a superhero fatigue, then you're a sociopath. And it's like, why? Well, why on earth would that make you... It's a show. It's not reality. It's not... Dead, violent, and all that stuff. Like, I would ask that same person, like, is Deadpool okay? Is The Punisher okay? Like, what is it about this show? Or is it just because everybody's raving about it and Mm. you have to be contrary? Which, there you go, your whole stance on, like, you hate having to be negative about things. Like, I feel like... uh, being negative is the easy way out now for most people. It's easy to say something shitty. Uh, It's harder to either just find something positive to say about it. uh, Unless we're talking about politics and I try not to put any kind of positive spin on any of that (laughs) horseshit because you can't. Uh, uh, But when it comes to entertainment, like I always try and find at least something positive about it, even if I didn't like something, Mm. you know, it's, it's harder to do that. You know, it takes a little bit more effort. You have to actually give a shit about what you're saying instead of just kind of rambling off negativities. Plus, plus I'm okay with negativities if it's done for entertainment purposes. Right. You know, like different, all the YouTube critics and stuff. That's one thing. But to purposely say shit to hurt people who like it is yes. not is not my jam, I guess. Yeah. It's one thing to not like something. It's perfectly fine to not enjoy something. Mm-hmm. It is not okay to be condescending about the fact that you don't enjoy something. Right. I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. So I tried to carry that positivity over to this show. And and, I, no. and, and you know what? It's not always easy. No. No, it's hard to remember that all the people out there have opinions of their own and feelings of their own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to get wrapped up in like, you know, like we were, we record this show for like, you know, say two hours a week. Well, there's 24 hours in a fucking day. And you, most of those 24 hours are filled with like going to work and, ugh, you know, and mm. you know, there's bad shit that goes on. So it's hard sometimes to bring, you know, a bit more positivity to something when you're not feeling it, the rest of the time of your day 
I've had to edit out where I worked numerous times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we we try and keep that quiet, but sometimes it slips. <laughs> so there's always negativity involved with that. But really, I don't. I don't care if someone is ultra right wing is offended by anything we say because they're too far gone. Yeah. They wouldn't like us anyway. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. I don't need your ears. Right. It's okay to be a Republican still or conservative still, but to support everything they do blindly is not okay. It's no way to be. You shouldn't blindly follow anything. Right. And, I mean, they're already closing the door on us if they're that type of person. Right, yeah. I feel like one one look at us and and they've said no. Great. A couple of your hot takes. Yeah, I I got I got nasty here and there. I guess definitely during the Kavanaugh hearings. Yeah, that's where we lost any. I think right. I feel like that was where we lost any kind of middle of the road. I think that church group stopped listening to us. There was a church group that listened to us. Yeah, I was like down at Georgia or something. It always popped up in my SoundCloud as this listener is like a church. (laughs) I don't know. Whoa. That's fucking wild. I think they saw the religion episode, didn't listen to it. Right? Or they're like, oh, to talk about how religion formed, shaped their lives. We didn't say it in a good way. Like, <laughs> well, may, you know, if they heard something they did, we didn't say anything that was, I feel, inaccurate. So if they heard something that they didn't like, that's on them. That ain't on me <laughs> or you. <laughs> The Mega Churches episode. Yeah. That was uh that was kind of a line in the sand episode. I feel like we let our stance be known there. Definitely want new title music. That's my goal in the next I yeah, uh, I've been I've been thinking about it. Like you, you mentioned that and I was ever since you mentioned it, I was like, He's right, he's right. We need new music, we need a new intro. Uh so anybody out there that's listening that does that sort of thing, and if you want to help us out. We would be cool with that if, if you have somebody or you pointed us in the right direction. Hmm. We would pay. Not a lot, but we would pay. Yeah, we'd give, give you a couple bucks for your effort. <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never ask any kind of craftsperson for anything of their product for free. I feel fucking horrendous like i don't even like asking for samples right. of things because i feel like i'm a dick because because <laughs> well, some people are like exposure. yeah they get they get yeah like <laughs> oh like like you like i don't even like sampling asking for like a sample of ice cream because i feel like everybody takes the sample and they're like mm, this is really good and then they don't buy it like they just leave because they wanted something to taste like it's just kind of a dick move so i would never ask anyone for a free sample but but an artist, especially like any kind of like craftsperson, like I have a friend who makes um, beard oils mm. uh, with all like kinds of crazy scents. Uh, her her company name is Hexanoct. I will I will put it in the Facebook group if anybody doesn't already know who that is. Um, but she makes these really great beard oils. So I, I'm ordering some the other day, and there was 
I wanted to get four bottles, but I didn't want to pay for four bottles. I would just assume pay for the, the three was fine. Uh, so I was like, you know, she, she, she put in the, you know, the description that you could ask for samples of stuff. And I, I was still like, you know, sorry to be an asshole, but can I please have a sample of this scent? Like, you know, and she does them in like little sample bottles, obviously. But I still felt like a dickhead asking for a sample after I had already bought stuff. Like, I was still like, I can't ask for something free. What the fuck? <laughs> so, I don't know. I guess what I'm trying to say is if you create stuff, I appreciate what you do. Right. And I think you should be paid accordingly for it if it's if, if that's what you're looking to do with it. I have 14 Instagram followers. I could pay you an exposure. <laughs> well, I mean, you could you could try. <laughs> There's a great subreddit on Reddit called Choosing Beggars, and it's full of that. <laughs> yeah, I love that shit where, where somebody asks for something free, and, and they tell them no, and then the person gets all indignant about how they don't want to give their stuff away for free. Or they'll post something for free for pickup on Craigslist, and the person will be like, well, I live far away, so th- can you throw something else to make it worth my time? Yeah, so, <laughs> so it's worth my time driving out there. <laughs> I can I can throw you a beaten when you get here. <laughs> you know what we we did what we did do uh over over the course of 50 episodes uh that kind of blew my mind was uh we 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 made me start writing episodes which i was amazingly uncomfortable with at first like i was so anal retentive about my fucking show notes like i had like I put like bullet points in there to make sure that I talked about everything I wanted to talk. It was so just stodgy looking. Like I was so uncomfortable. And now, like now I think it's like obnoxiously fun to write episodes. Like I still kind of cram it all in at the last minute. Like I like to say that, uh, you know, I start on, I start right away. I, I don't, I don't necessarily start right away. Start right away for me means I know we're probably going to record on Sunday but I'll write the show for I'll start writing the show for Friday just in case we record it. But if we don't record Friday, I finish the show on Sunday before we record. (laughs) I kind of formulate it all in my head over the course of the weekend, but I don't actually write anything down until, uh, until like an hour or two before we go. But it's been like (laughs) a lot. That's where I do a lot of mine too. It's been so much fun for me to be able to, to, to write episodes because like, I know in the beginning I, I plugged my blog and I, for anybody that listens to the show that also reads the blog and is like, when the fuck is he going to write something? Like I'm, I'm trying. It's, it's really hard to, to dig into politics sometimes because you get, just get so burnt out on everything. Mm. Um, and, and the nice thing about having the show is it's given me a bit of an outlet so I can, I, I can't make everything into a blog. Um, so every now and then on the show, I got to spit shit out to kind of blow off steam. Um, but this has given me like writing episodes has given me a chance to, uh, to just like write, like to just have something to write. Like even just doing the show notes to me is like still getting some shit out. No, do you like, I mean, I guess to think back over the course of everything we've done so far, uh, do, do, do you have epi- any episodes that you like as soon as we hung up on it, we, you were like, damn, that one was good? I like the, I think, I like the Weird Al one because that was a pe- topic you were very passionate about. And then I like, yeah, I liked our last one on Romero. 
that one was a lot of fun. You said like as soon as we got done, you were like, "That felt good." Yeah, it felt old. It felt a good form, like we were back to just being us. Yeah. I think I worry so much about being the stereotypical white male podcaster. Yeah, we're trying to avoid being like morning wacky DJ. Well, not even that, just being the two guys of the podcast. Yay. Generic, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's what every podcast is almost. I kind of realize it doesn't matter. We're just doing what we want to do. Yeah, exactly. I, you know, I think, uh, are there, are there, are there, uh, infinite number of podcasts that look exactly like us? Probably. Uh, the format's not new by any means. Like we didn't, we weren't, certainly weren't blazing any trail. Um, but I don't think there's anybody out there that talk, talks about the things we do the way we do. Hmm. I think that's kind of what sets us apart. Like that's always been my favorite thing. Like we don't talk about religion in every episode. And I feel like when we started, I even, I thought maybe that was what we were going to do. <laughs> like we would always dip religion in somewhere. And then we did, I think for the first couple episodes and then it stopped and I didn't miss it so much because while religion is a big part of the way we see things or how we saw it, if you would, uh, 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 roll credits. No. Um, <laughs> uh, it's not all we are like to, to, to talk about topics that we love and, and shoehorn religion into them to me would be just insincere. Disingenuous. I love that. Yeah. Word. It's always disingenuous. It's perfect. Um, it's always going to pepper the way our opinions are somewhere along the line. Uh, but we don't. I, I feel like I'm glad that we didn't. We decided not to talk specifically about it every single time. True. And not every episode, and not every podcast has Finney either. So, how we saw it, listeners, friends, dare I say, that was episode fifty. Uh like. Like Mike and I said, uh, we can't believe that uh, we managed to do 50 episodes. And we also are so happy that you have been with us this whole time. Uh, if you've been with us this whole time. If you haven't, <laughs> hi. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> um, that's kind of all I can think of to say is uh, thank you. Holy shit. Like, thank you, Mike, for 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 bringing me along on this like crazy trip so far 50 episodes uh thank you listeners for listening because if it was just the two of us talking like we could do that without all this recording equipment um so this has been fun to know that there are people that are interested in hearing what we have to say uh that being said again you can get our merch from what is it again zillow is it zillow yeah it's zillow.com you can search for us and it comes right up i believe mike said um that's fucking crazy merchandise uh, <laughs> <laughs> leave us a review if you think of it uh come over to the facebook group i know i say all this shit in the beginning but uh i'm pitching it in in the end too um mike if the people wanted to find you on social media where would they go to do it well, first, let me say thank you, listeners, and thank you, Aaron, for being the voice everyone comes back for instead of my 
Kermit with the cold <laughs> voice. But you can find me voiceless at Medic 5x5 on Twitter. And thank you again and have a good night. And you can find me on Twitter at Thomas 1978 Mike, say goodnight to everybody. Good night again. <laughs> Later, y'all. <laughs>